Yo, what is up, everybody? It is Fair February coming at you with another Fatboy Takes. On today's pod, we're going to talk about the Lakers today. As of late, they have been taking some L's against good teams. We're going to talk a little bit about those games. Well, they took two L's to good teams this week. We're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, and we're going to do our typical, you know, our NBA talk. Um, talk about a bit about the All-Star game. Um... Nothing too crazy today. Uh, maybe I'll talk about uh, other subjects here and there. But for now, uh, this pod is going to be focused a little bit on the Lakers. Um, and of course, you already know, we're going to talk about those other NBA teams. You know, the good teams. You know, I, I hate to say it. And then also we're going to talk about teams that need to make trades. That is something we're going to talk about as well today. And also, 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 I have to say sorry to that man, Bam Adebayo, and my boy, Dre, because he roasted me for saying his name wrong. He said, boy, you better get that fool's name right next pod. You done goofed. And I'm going to. Bam Adebayo. There you go, Dre, my boy. Yep, so we're going to get to it today. I'm not, I'm going to go kind of raw again, you know, like last week, just going ham. But, yeah, let's see how this one goes. All right, so basically, uh, I was able to catch the Laker game on Monday and then the Laker game on Sun on Saturday. Uh, two things I've noticed in those two games uh, that is, like, very, very clear to me is that when they need Kyle Kuzma... To show up for a big game, that man is literally non-existent. Uh, against the Seas, he was terrible. He shot terrible. He played terrible defense. Same thing last night against the Sixers. He was fucking god awful. But mind you, I don't know what it is about this dude. Like he has size. He's a good spot up shooter. Uh, I think he just has to. If he's not hitting shots, basically, he's really not doing anything for the Lakers. Because he's not a good playmaker. He doesn't do anything well. So basically, that's something that I've noticed. Every time the Lakers need Kyle Kuzma to have a big game, he does not deliver. And yes, everybody's always saying, like, yeah, he's not a starter. He's one of those players that needs his minutes. What do you mean? Kyle Kuzma is literally better than most players on the second unit for any team. When Kyle Kuzma is in the game, he's going up against second units. Kyle Kuzma should be fucking destroying second units. Like, there is no excuse for Kyle Kuzma not to be dropping 15, 18 points easily against second units. His problem is that he cannot attack, he can't create his own shot, and he refuses to post up. Like, that's one thing. In the offseason, this dude was working on his game with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. All the videos that you saw in the summer, they were all videos of them practicing in the post. This man literally does not post up. And maybe that's not his fault, you know, but he, he needs to be like, yo, coach, you need to put me somewhere where I can succeed because he is bigger than a lot of players. So he 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 really needs to try to take advantage of players in the post. He obviously he worked on his one-on-one game in the post during the during FIBA. So that's kind of weird to me that they are not using him in the post, but that's probably not a him thing. That's his coach cuz he you know, he loves to have AD in the post. Sometimes he won't even have AD in the post. I don't know. I feel too like a lot of the issues have to do with Frank because Frank is not it's still the same thing. It's still we're trying to play the classic LeBron fucking offense. The LeBron, LeBron has the ball. Let me hold the ball for a bit. Dribble. All right, cool. I'm going to drive. I'm going to kick to a shooter. And it's like, okay, we're halfway through the season. Where's the constant pick and rolls, man? This is, this is another thing. This is fucking ridiculous. It is too far in the damn season for these guys not to be pick and rolling like crazy still. I don't understand. That's a coach thing, though. But now back to Kyle Kuzma. Like, I just don't understand 
every game they need Kyle Kuzma to be big, he is fucking terrible. Last night was a perfect example against the Seas. Yes, mind you, he scored 13 points against the Seas, but all those points came in garbage time. So he was terrible against the Seas. He was very, very, very bad against the Sixers last night. He shot terrible last night. He only had four points. That's a game that they needed him to come up big, and he, he did not deliver. So that's a trend that I've been seeing, that when they need him to deliver, he has not delivered. Hopefully, I feel like maybe he might get traded, because he is like kind of like the odd man out. Like everybody's, And then I heard that the Lakers declined a trade for Derrick Rose. Literally Caruso and a second-round pick for D. Rose. And these and the and the Lakers said no. It's like what the hell are you doing? D Rose is a walking bucket. Yes, he's injury prone, but he hasn't really got injured this year. So it's kind of weird to me that they would decline that trade because they're like, oh, Caruso plays good defense, but Caruso doesn't give you nothing offensively. And at least Derrick Rose can play somewhat okay defense but he's gonna give you buckets that's something i don't understand i read that yesterday that they declined that trade that just made no sense to me derrick rose is literally one of those players that you put in you you literally he really is gonna come in here and you, he's instantly gonna make your team better and it's like one of those trades that would have kind of put them right there with the clippers because that's something about the clippers like the clippers literally I feel like the Clippers team is like more complete. Yes, the Lakers have more wins, but that does not matter. Like if you know ball, like when you watch the Lakers play and you watch the Clippers play, it's like the way the Clippers are playing, that's going to win you games in the playoffs. Like the Lakers are over here shitting on every bad team. And then when they play good teams, contenders, I think the, the Lakers are like one in six against contenders. Like the only good contender they beat is the Denver Nuggets. They didn't. They haven't beat the Bucks. They haven't beat the Clippers. They haven't beat the Celtics. They just lost to the Sixers. So it's like, what what do they need to do to be able to beat those teams that are contenders? Obviously, it's looking right now that a move definitely needs to be made. There is no way that this roster, how it is, like I said, it's hard to talk shit about a team that has the the best record in the West, but. If if you know ball you you and you're watching you you clearly see that there's holes in that team like basically the bench is terrible and if the three ball is not going in it's a guaranteed L and that's another thing Danny Green has been terrible too like those games that they needed him to be big he was bad he was bad against the Celtics he was bad against he was terrible against the Sixers. This is a dude that you bought. This is your three, your your three and D dude that you brought in that you you overpaid for one. You overpaid for Danny Green, and he's playing like complete poop. Like dude, you cannot go zero for five from three. They literally brought you here just to play defense and to hit shots. That is your role on the team. You cannot cannot be playing like that shit. It's that's another problem right there the role players need to step the hell up because what i saw last night in that sixers game lebron and ad were literally like yo get in the fucking luggage guys we're gonna try to get this dub and it was like what you guys couldn't step up it's it's basically this is the problem the lakers have all year if ad and lebron play good like they're the only two that sometimes they only play good and then everybody else plays bad it can't be like that. The whole team, the role players need to step up and help them. Or else there's no way this team's going to win a championship. Like, there's just no way. I don't see it. And that's the thing about the Clippers. Like, the Clippers, like, Kawhi will be going off. Um, PG hasn't been playing, but the role players always step up. That's something I noticed. The role players for the Clippers always step the fuck up. That's something that Lakers hopefully... They can figure something out. Like and also Avery Bradley was was okay. But there's games that A B plays terrible too. It's like this team, I just don't know. Like I don't know if we're getting bamboozled by the Lakers or not. It's like really, really, really hard to tell the potential of this team because it's like, yes, they have the best record in the league in the West, but it's like every time they play somebody good, 
they get destroyed. Like, except for the Bucks game. But other than that, every other team that's good that they've played, they've lost to. And the Rockets, but remember, the Rockets right now are a dumpster fire. So, I don't know what the hell's going on in Houston, but something has to get fixed in Houston because that team is, like, literally terrible right now. Um, but now back to the Lakers. That's, I don't know, I just don't know what this team can do. Maybe it needs a tra- they need to make a trade. Like, I hate to say it. Kyle Kuzma gotta go. He gotta give you better defense. If he ain't giving you de- if he ain't giving you offense, his defense at least has to be lights out. He is not giving the Lakers nothing right now, and it's literally resulted in two L's. Like I get it. There's there's a lot of you Laker fans that like, oh he dropped thirty six points, and it's like oh he's dropping them against bad teams, and it's like, I would you know, he's supposed to score big against bad teams. What you need him to do, you need him to show up for those big-ass games. Like the games that are like playoff atmosphere, you need him. It's like I've been telling you guys and and the lifelong Laker fan has been telling you guys. If this dude does not step up as the X factor, as that third option, this team is literally not going to go anywhere in the playoffs. And it's, it's it's no hate. It's the honest truth. Like if these dudes do not step up, if he does not step up, or the or the role players, this team's literally gonna be done in the playoffs. There is nothing LeBron is gonna be able to do. LeBron is literally, it's how the West is. LeBron is literally not gonna be able to do what he did in the East, where he just goes for fifty and he barely squeaks out a win. In the West, the Nuggets, they're there. The Clippers are definitely there. The Clippers. To me, the Clippers is still the number one threat to it, to the to the whole West. Like the record doesn't reflect it, but when you see them play against good teams, they handle business every time. Yeah, they'll lose to those bum teams, but they handle business. That's some I don't know, but the Lakers need to do something. They need to figure out a way to get Kyle Kuzma going early, get his confidence up. Same with Danny Green. Danny Green can't be shooting like trash, or else it's literally definite L. That's pretty much it about the Lakers. That's just like a couple of things I've noticed. They're still not running like the pick and roll to death. Uh, like their defense is still super solid, but if the offense is not clicking, it's not going to work. The defense ain't going to save them in the playoffs. It, their defense only can do so much. And it's like also that's another thing. When the Lakers were making that run yesterday, when they were coming back, all of a sudden, like, oh, you're like, oh, damn, these guys are, like, down six. And then the Clippers, the, the Sixers were just like, okay, here we go. Big Al Horford, seven points down the stretch, literally put the game away, like, and it was just bad defense. Like, they left them wide open for that three-point shot, and it was like, oh, what the hell is going on here? It's literally for game right here. Hits the hits the three, and that was game. It's literally, he goes on that seven 7-0 run, because it was a 7-0 run from Al Horford. He goes on that 7-0 run, put, and then the, the rest of the sisters took the, took a, took over the game, and that was it. And another thing, you cannot let Tobias Harris drop 29 points on you. There's just no way. This dude has been playing like absolute poop. You guys made this guy look like an all-star last night. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. It's like I said, the Lakers need that third guy. Because right now, Kyle Kuzma is definitely not looking like that third guy. And the role players definitely need to step up. So hopefully we'll see. And I know it's too late for Vogel to go away from the, the classic LeBron drive and kick offense. It's They're stuck playing that until the end of the season. Until the end of this year. Until their playoff round ends. Or if they make it to the chip. They're stuck playing with the classic LeBron offense. Um, and also, I think AD might still be injured. It's it's just he played well last night, but the two games before this game, he's just like really average. Like he was bad against the Celtics. You can tell he was, you know, he was a little walking a little gingerly. He wasn't himself. You can tell he wasn't himself. He wasn't aggressive. It was, he was just, like, really passive. And that's another thing I've noticed about the Lakers. They're really, really passive. They need to be more aggressive. They need to be aggressive all the time. This is literally a team that can attack the whole time. And and then, like, it's, that's one thing I noticed. When their things are going well for them, they're going really, really well. Like, the defense will be, like, shooting on all cylinders. Like, they'll look great. And then 
the offense is just flowing. When every, they don't have everything going, this team looks great. But it's like when something's off, it's really, really off. It's like kind of hit or miss with this team right now. And like I said, it's really hard to shit talk a team that's 36-10 and 10 with the best record in the West. But also you got to see that they when they have to play really good teams, they just haven't been able to show up and get a W. And this is another thing. They play the Clippers this week, so that's another big game. If they lose to the Clippers, so I'm letting you guys all know, all you Laker fans, get ready to hear the media rip these dudes. It will, it's coming. If they lose, the media's, you're just going to hear the media, oh, we don't know if this team is, is what it is. Like, you know, get ready. Just letting you guys know, giving you a heads up. I already see it coming. That's, that's pretty much it for the Lakers. I know I said it earlier, but that's it. No more Laker talk. All right, all right. Let's talk about the Clippers a bit. The dudes that ran out to Staples Center. No disrespect to the Clippers, but it is what it is. It's the truth. They ran out to Staples Center. Until they hang a banner, who who knows? Maybe even when they hang a banner, they still won't get recognized, you know, as the face of L.A. But whatever. Let's talk about the Clippers. Right now, the Clippers are playing great. Yes, they take L's to those bum teams because, you know, they don't care. They load manage. It's clear that they don't give a shit about their record. It's clear that they are valuing the rest of their top players to be ready for the playoffs, to be well-rested for the playoffs and make that playoff run. So basically, the Clippers, every time the Clippers have to play a good team, they show up. I hate to say it. Except for when they play the Bucks. The Bucks like 20-piece them both times. But whatever, that's a different story. That's at the beginning of the season. This team's looking better since then. But, eh. It's like the Clippers, I feel like the Clippers don't give a shit about their record. Because they're just, like I said, just trying to rest. Kawhi, Paul George, Patrick Beverly for the playoffs. I know there was a report this week that the Clippers, like, oh, uh, somebody, I know Montrell said some comments that that PG and Kawhi get treated differently, and it's kind of bullshit, like, even though Doc Rivers, had, I guess Doc Rivers had told the team to be like, yo, don't fucking say anything, don't say anything that will affect this, t- this team negatively in the media, and obviously he had some comments. Uh, so then everybody started with the, oh my god, there's turmoil in the locker room. And Patrick Bear really shut that shit way down. My man straight up tweets and he's like, fake, fake, fake news. Letting them know that it was complete bullshit. But you never know if it's bullshit or not. You know, of course, you know, some player is going to try to do damage control. But <sighs> Kawhi right now is just playing on another level. I know PG just got injured again. Hamstring or something. Um... The only issue I see with the Clippers is like the Clippers play a lot of ISO. And I know they're like one of the worst teams ranked for like assists and for like how many times they pass the ball. It was like I read it was like 22nd ranked in the league. But Doc Rivers has already noticed it and I guess he's trying to make adjustments to fix it. So we'll see how that goes. But. I'm just going to be honest. The thing that makes the Clippers so scary is the team is hella complete. You, you've you seen it. When they have to play against a good team, they lock you up. Like, Patrick Beverly does his thing. Kawhi does his thing. PG does his thing. He, they just make it hard for those top players to go off on them. But, like, the thing with them, it's like it just seems like, like they don't care about the record. So, it's just like everybody shits on them because, you know, their record does not reflect... How they play against those top tier teams like the the contenders that they've got in they've gotten in dubs almost over every contender. I know they lost to the Rockets, but they've also beaten them. The only team they have not beat is the Bucks, but now nobody can really say you're like, yo, we beat the Bucks, you know, because the Bucks have literally been killing everybody. But right now Kawhi's playing at a at a high level. He's not playing his back to backs. But, 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 he has time to be at the strip club throwing money on strippers, making it rain on strippers. But that's a him thing. That's him. He's a fun guy, apparently. Obviously. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, the team looks solid. Kawhi's playing great. Uh, I, the only, I see the issue I see with this team is, like, maybe the ISO will catch up to them in the playoffs. Because they do play a lot of ISO. Also, I don't know if they're going to have that chemistry. Because, Paul George keeps missing games or Kawhi. 
like right now they're just winning on the talent of those two players and their role players because their role players are lights out. I'm sorry, Montreal is going to get paid next year. Like if Montreal decides to leave, he's going to make money. Also, Lou Williams is locked up. We already, I don't have to tell you guys about Lou Williams. You know what Lou Williams does. Like, I don't have to sit here and explain anything about Lou. Lou, bucket. Montreal also has been playing lights out. He's averaging 19 points, uh, career highs, almost like this is probably the best year of his career so far. So Montreal's balling out, but, you know, they're saying there's issues, but we never know. But the Clippers look solid. The only issue I see with the Clippers is the chemistry when it comes playoff time. Because right now they're just winning by Kawhi going off or Paul George going off. But in their defense. But like I said, we'll see how this team looks after the All-Star break. Well, let's see how they, yeah, definitely see how they look after the All-Star break. Um... The only thing is the ball movement. Like I said, that's an issue. But I guess Doc's already addressing it. He's trying to make adjustments. So they move the ball more and get better shots. So we'll see how that goes. That just that literally just came out last week. Um, so we're going to see like what this team looks like in a week or two. Um, like The thing with me is, like I'm going to be honest with you guys. Like I don't... I have... like I watch the Clippers play like every now and then. So it's kind of like hard to like me really talk about them like sometimes because I don't get to watch them a lot. But like with the times I do get to watch them, it's like the things I notice, it's like they always taking care of business. Like they take they play good D. Kawhi will be going off like Kawhi. Kawhi right now, it's just like I said, I can't say enough about Kawhi. Like Kawhi literally has became a playmaker this year. That was an issue he had. He has become a way better passer. And then he's the man just keeps adding to his game. Like there's literally, Kawhi's literally at the point in his career that he there's a, he, he there's literally no knock on his game. One of the best defenders in the league. His three point shooting is good. Obviously, we know he can get to the rack and get a bucket. Like right now, this man's like one like literally top three best players in the league. Uh, he might even be the best player in the league right now. Like I, it's like. Kawhi's just, like I said, he's stepped up his game so much. His playmaking is, like, the thing that has me, like, shit. Like, this is what everybody's afraid of. Now he's a playmaker, so now he doesn't have to take a bad shot. He can kick the ball out. It's like, this is that was the knock on his game, that he was not a playmaker. And he's showing this year that he is able to make plays when he needs to. But... Back to the Clippers. Let me stop, uh, you know, gassing up that man Kawhi. But that's like the only issue I see is the chemistry and the ball movement. Because other than that, the defense is good. They show up when they have to. They take care of business. Um, it's pretty much it about the Clippers. Like, team's good. I'm just, team's good. Team's complete. Team has everything they need to win a championship. They just got to go out there and do it once it's time and we'll see how that goes because like i said we still got 40 games left um uh, yeah it's pretty much it about the clips the denver nuggets also have been playing super solid i've noticed that uh they took it out to the rockets this week but that's fine other than that they were doing great joe keek is starting to put up those monster numbers again um it looks like Porter, like I said it last week, Porter Jr.'s working out for these dudes. The kid's playing fucking solid. But that's an issue I'm, we're going to see in the playoffs. We're going to see if Porter can deliver those 16 points in the playoffs against really, really good teams. Because um, right now, you right now you know nobody's scheming to stop that kid. But come playoff times, they're going to be like, all right, what can we do to make this kid uncomfortable? What can we do? So we're going to see if this kid can keep up that play in the playoffs. Um, Jamal Murray literally is playing exactly like it did last year. I don't see any improvements to his game. It's like he's averaging 18 points. It's kind of like, uh, are you going to take that next step that this team needs you to take for this team to be contenders? Because I feel like if Jokic and Murray are not hitting on all cylinders in the playoffs, I don't see this team making the Western Conference Finals. 
Um, to be honest, I don't think I don't think this team makes the Western Conference Finals. No disrespect to the Nuggets. I I really really enjoy watching this team play. This is the team I like watching. I like this team, but I don't think these dudes can beat the Lakers or the or the Clippers in a seven game series. Like I always tell my boy Dre that that. These dudes, they, they do. This team does match up well against the Lakers. They really do. They got a lot of good three and D dudes. They got a really really good center in Joe Keek. and but the Jamal Murray. It's like uh, Jamal Murray is the big question mark here. If because you you know what you're gonna get from Joe Keek in the playoffs. Joe Keek is a triple double in the playoffs. The the big issue here to me is. Are the uh, are the role players gonna be able to hit their threes? Cause last year that was the issue against the against the the Warriors, not the Warriors. Oh my God, I'm having such a big brain fart right now. Against Portland, they uh they didn't hit their threes. They were literally one like five minutes away from the Eastern Conference Western Conference Finals, but they couldn't buy a three. And Jamal Murray was terrible that game while Joe Keek was going off. Like, that's the thing. These dudes need to find a way for Joe Keek and Murray to both be going off the whole time, like the whole playoffs. And then the role players just need to hit their shots. That's like the only way I see this team getting to the Western Conference Finals is if Joe Keek is just, well, the Joe Keek is not the issue here. Let's just be honest. Joe Keek is a monster. Joe Keek is going to get his triple-double. He's going to get his. The question mark here is Jamal Murray, the role players, and Michael Porter Jr. If he's going to be able to keep putting up those constant 15, 16 points in his 20 minutes against those teams that are going to actually take away his his some of his offense. Um, but like I said, the Nuggets are super solid. This is a team I really like to watch play. And now, let's talk about the... Mavericks. So, basically, right now everybody's riding Luca's nuts. I'm just gonna say it. Everybody is literally on that man's nuts. Like I think Luca's fucking great player, but the issue with Luca is his defense is terrible. Every team is picking up on that. Every team is like, oh, dude, Luca's gonna do whatever he's gonna do on offense, but we're we're gonna just go at him on defense. And we're just going to give buckets on this man. This man literally needs to. He absolutely needs to work on that defense in the offseason. His defense is terrible. He's literally one of the worst defending point guards in the league. Him and Trey Young, both of them. Um, I feel like. And then they just lost pole. So I know the Mavs are hurting right now. But, but, but. Mind you. That trade the Mavs just made for Will Cauley-Stein, that trade should be really, really big for them. Uh, and also Prozingis, it looks like Prozingis is finally getting healthy again. I know he just missed like 10 games. Um, in order for this team to do anything to even get to the second round, they're going to need Prozingis. We already know Luka can't do it alone. Luka's been trying to, to carry the shoulder load while Prozingis is gone, and they've been taking L's. Yes, they beat the Bucks, but it's not going to matter. They're not going to beat a good team in a seven-game series. Let's just be fair. Like, it ain't going to go down if it's just Luka. They really, really, to win a series, they're going to need Przingis to play well. Um, and that's that's pretty much it for the, for the Mavs. I like this team. Uh, let's see how it works out with the trade. They're well coached. It's just... A matter of time we got to see what they look like uh, a couple games after the all-star break because Prozingis when Prozingis was playing before the before he got injured he was playing solid they were they were I think they were like the third seed at one point so they really really need Prozingis Prozingis is to me is a piece that they need to stay healthy because Luca well obviously they need Luca to stay healthy but Luca I don't see Luca getting injured. He hasn't really shown any signs of being injury prone, but Prozingis is like the injury prone one. So they really need Prozingis to man the fuck up and get his body right so they can so he can play. Cause them playoffs are literally forty games away. 
So they're going to need that man to show the fuck up in the playoffs, show up the, these last 40 games, uh, maybe try to make a move in the standings because I think they're like they're fifth or sixth right now. And they need to try to get that, at least try to end up as a fourth seed um, so they can win a, a first-round playoff, you know, so they get past the first round. Um, that's like pretty much it, man. And uh, let's talk about the Houston Rockets. I don't really talk about the Houston Rockets. I'm just going to keep it 100 with you guys. Watching the Houston Rockets is really, really fucking boring. Like, I don't mean to shit on you Rockets fans, but I don't want to watch James Harden shoot 20 free throws a game. Like, I I don't want to watch that and I don't want to watch like all these touch fouls being called and then Harden it's like every time I watch the Rockets play I'm gonna be honest every time like I'll turn away and then I turn back I see James Harden at the fucking free throw line I don't want to watch that shit I'm gonna just keep it 100 with you I'm not I'm just I'm it sounds like I'm hating you know what I am fucking hating I don't want to watch that shit I don't want to watch a motherfucker shoot 20 fucking free throws I don't want to watch that shit but I was able to watch them a couple games last week. So I'm going to be honest. I do not like how this offense looks. This offense looks terrible. And let's go back to the shit that what? It was one of the, my first six podcasts that I said. I said, the Rockets, Russell Westbrook, and James Harden are not going to be able to play together. So far, I am 100 and 50% correct. They're, all the issues I said they were going to have, they are having. Those two players are both ball dominant. They, One of them is going to have to sacrifice. And I'm going to be honest, it's not going to be James Harden. James Harden is the better player of the two. I hate to say it. James Harden is a better player. Yes, James Harden is going through a stretch right now that he's shooting the three ball terrible. But in reality, James Harden is the better player. He's the also the smarter player. He's better. He's smarter. He shoots better. So he, 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 he is not the one that needs to sacrifice. But that's another thing. D'Antoni gives Russell Westbrook and James Harden too much control of the offense. When you... The thing I noticed the most when you watch the Rockets play, you see everybody just standing around watching Russ or watching Harden. You don't you don't see no cuts, you don't see nothing. All it is is straight up ISO. It's like go ahead, James. We're just gonna stand here and try to get the rebound. And you're gonna go one on one with your defender. Same shit with Russ. And I know it's not going to change. It's way too late. D'Antoni, there's nothing D'Antoni can do at this point. Because this is the same bullshit offense they've been running for like the past two years. And obviously we know it doesn't fucking work. It's like beating a fucking dead horse at this point. You know this shit don't work. And you're going to keep doing this bullshit. So it don't matter. Um, it's And it's like I said. It's literally what I said. Uh, the... Everybody's just standing around. Go ahead, James. Go ahead, Russ. Nobody's moving around. You ain't seen no pick and rolls. You don't see nothing. You just seen straight up ISO. And it's like it's like a, and it's like I don't I don't think that's gonna change. So whatever, that's not gonna change. But in order for this team to find success, Russ is going to have to not be the guy. Because he's not the guy. James Harden is the guy. Um what Russ needs to do, he needs to set up his team. He needs to just be typical. He just needs to. They just need to move the ball. It's like, and they don't even. They don't even set screens for each other either. It's so weird watching them play. It's literally Russ, Russ or Harden from the top of the key with the ball, ISO. That's the offense, and it's like, okay, no screens, nothing. You don't see anybody running around, slashing. You don't see any of that. It's just literally ISO. ISO. Cool. What's the next play? ISO. 
What's the next way? I saw. Boring. Boring shit. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, like I said, um, something has to be done. Uh, Russ is the player that has to sacrifice, not James Harden. Those guys need to find a way. Because it's, it's, they're, the, they're the captains of the team. They have to find a way to make that defense, that offense better. There's just no way that they're okay with playing that type of offense every time. Pure ISO, pure ISO. And then that's another thing. Those guys can't play together. This literally, perfect example. There's a play in the Laker game where Harden's standing at the top of the key and Russ has the ball like on the other side of the key. Like he's on the other side. And you just see James Harden waiting for the ball. <laughs> and it's like James Harden's wide open. And then you just see Russ drive to the lane, take a terrible contested layup. And James Harden's just like, yo, what the fuck? I'm over here open and top of the key, but you're attacking and taking a shit shot. And that's literally the issue this team has. They, And everybody knows, too. So it's like the players will not move away from the shooters. They rather let Russell take a contested-ass elbow jumper or a terrible layup. They already know about what's coming. So it's like, okay, stay put with the shooters. He's going... They are, Everybody knows he's going to shoot. That's the mentality he has. I'm going to shoot. And that's that hurts them big. So basically, he's the one that needs to sacrifice, not Harden. Um, what he needs to do, but I mean by sacrifice, he has to sacrifice them buckets, trying to get them buckets. He should just literally try to facilitate... The whole time. and he Because no matter what, he's good enough to get his 18, 20 points. No matter what. But he just has to get his team involved. He is technically the point guard. And that is what I said. That's why I said CP3 was better than as for this team. CP3 is not the better player right now. Out of Russ and, and him. But CP3 has that mentality that he's going to sit... He's gonna ask. He's gonna call for screens. He's gonna pick and roll. He's just an, he's just an overall better point guard. That is what this team needed. They needed the point guard, but obviously him and Harden had problems. Harden's a fucking diva. Oh man, you can't even beat your defender, dude. Yeah, but that's not why we're losing, idiot. We're losing because you're shooting mad shots. You're breaking. We're not getting everybody else involved. Like Harden has that whole. That whole complex, like, yo, I dropped 41 points, so we win because I dropped 41 points. And it's like, yeah, genius, what's going to happen when you're not dropping your 41 points? You're going to lose. And it's like, that's another issue I see. The players don't, the other players don't take enough shots. All the shots are getting sucked up by Russ and Harden. It's like, how the how are the other players supposed to build any rhythm if they don't shoot or even touch the fucking ball? Because all they're doing is playing ISO. So the issue with this this squad is they got to go away from the heavy, heavy, heavy ISO. And they got to find a way to get the other players involved. Until that happens, this team is literally not doing shit. I'm going to say it. This team ain't doing shit. Second round exit at most. Like that. No disrespect. Second round exit. Calling it. Boom. All right. All right. No more. Fuck the Rockets. And that boring ass offense. Boring ass Wait a boring ass basketball. Let's go away from that. Let's go. All right. So now let's talk about the East. Obviously, we already know. What are, what am I gonna say about the Bucks? Best team in the NBA. Here, just just let me see. I'm gonna be boring. Bucks, best team in the NBA. Giannis, MVP. There. We're done with the Bucks. No, just kidding. Uh, the Bucks are just they're they're just playing so great right now. It's like Giannis is on another level. He's getting his team in, he get he gets his teammates involved. He makes them all better. He puts them in positions to to shoot wide open shots because he just attracts so much so much so many defenders. You have to double team him. He's he's at the point that you gotta double team him. Your best way to try to stop Giannis is to make him a jump shooter. But even now, he's burning teams by he's making his shots. Um, 
the way you beat the Bucks, it's, it's still the same formula. Like you got to go at Giannis, you got to make him a jump shooter. If he makes the shots, he makes them. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But that team is rolling right now. Uh, their their shooters are splashing everything. Their defense is fucking great. Um, this team's ready already. This team is literally gonna play this way the whole time until the playoffs. Um, uh, this is probably my pick to make the 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 finals from the East. That hurts to say, but the team's playing great. Great defense. Their shooters are hitting their shots. Giannis, it's it's like I can't say enough about Giannis. Giannis is just on another fucking level right now. Let's, let's just be honest. It's like I said last week. Let's not waste our time with these MVP votes and all that shit. Just give the dude the MVP and let's just call it a day. Um, That's pretty much it about the Bucks. Like You can't really say anything bad about the Bucks because the Bucks are playing great right now and it's literally their defense and offense everything is clicking for that team right now this team is just killing everybody it's like i can literally talk about this team all day but i don't want to because it'd be the whole pod um but yeah big ups to the bucks best record in the league um let's talk about the heat again uh the heat balling 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 yes they lost to the clippers um but other than that the heat were on it Bam, Adebayo, been balling. Uh, Jimmy been playing great. The defense has been good. Hero still playing good, even though he played bad against the Clippers over here, telling, telling, uh, what's his name that he can't guard him, and then they fucking got this shit pushed. Poor dudes. <coughs> but other than that, Heat second best record in the East right now, followed by the, the. Raptors. This is a team I did not talk about last week. To me, I've always thought the Raptors were going to be a top four seed in the East, even when they lost Kawhi. The team was good. Call Laurie. They have a great coach. They play good defense. And Pascal Siakam is showing that he's the dude. Um, this team is going to be dangerous in the playoffs. All, I feel like all the top four seeds in the East have a shot to beat each other. Like, I don't, I can't, like, even though I picked the Bucks to, like, take it all, I can, I would not be upset if any of those top four seeds in the East made the finals, because each of those teams has the potential to do it. I feel like if the, if the, if the Raps are playing good by the time the playoffs roll around, same with the Celtics, they can beat the Bucks. Um, um, like I said, uh, Pascal Siakam is just... Dude, the kid has just stepped the fuck up and is fucking killing Pascal. You're getting great minutes from Pascal. You're getting great minutes from all your role players. Who would have thought Van Vliet was going to be balling like this? Like, I just thought, you know, I was like, oh, Van Vliet's balling against the fucking Warriors. You know, this is like maybe just his playoff run. You know, there's those players that go on those playoff runs. But no, this dude has been has stepped up his game. And he is a huge reason that these dudes are sitting in that third seed. They're they're tied for the second seed. I think there's a three way tie right now. I think it's six. I think it's C's, Heat, and the Raptors. They're like tied for second place. Um, but I think the Heat have the tiebreaker over both of them right now. Uh, so the Heat are in, currently in second, but all those other t- those three are tied. Um, so the East is pretty damn stacked this year. So for the Raptors to be hanging after losing Kawhi is very, very uplifting for Toronto. Um, I think it's like I think a lot to do with that is with Pascal and and Van Vliet, and also obviously the great coaching. Those dudes, those dudes play hard as hell too. That's another thing. That's another reason they're they're where they're at. Um, that's pretty much it about the Raptors. Like I just good for them that they're still in there. Um, alright boys, enough, enough about the NBA talk, let's talk about the All-Star game, uh, let's talk about the people that got into the All-Star game, uh, for the West, uh, basically the starters were, Arluka, Harden, uh, LeBron, AD, and Kawhi, um, I think it's pretty cool that those guys made it, like, obviously Harden, I agree with Harden being the starting shooting guard i agree with uh, luca being the starting point guard i agree with lebron being the starting small forward and i agree with ad being the starting power forward 
And I guess, well, actually, I'm wrong. AD is the center because he's the biggest one. Because Kawhi and LeBron are the starters. So that means, I guess, either LeBron or Kawhi is going to play power forward. Um, my issue with that starting five, I think that starting five is fucking bullshit. The reason I say it's bullshit is because I do not believe that Kawhi Leonard should be a starter. I know I raved about Kawhi. Um, in the beginning of the pod when I talked about the Clippers. But let's be honest. It's kind of bullshit that he got the nod over Joe Keek. I feel that Joe Keek should be the starting center. And AD the starting power forward. Kawhi literally has been missing a shit ton of games. And we're going to reward him by naming him the starting all-star. And it's like, dude, he's missed half of the games. While Joe Keek is out here mon- monster numbers. Over here, hitting game-winning shots, doing what he has to do to secure that second seed for the Nuggets. And we're going to snub this man and tell this man that his ass cannot start? Then we're going to give it to Kawhi? Ouch, dude. Ouch is fucking indeed, bro. That is tough. Um, Also, that that's my issue with the starting five for well the, the five that got selected from the West. I don't think Kawhi should be a starter, and I'm going to be. I have to hate on this motherfucker right here too. I don't hate him as a player. I think he's a great player. I think he deserves to be an All Star, but he does not deserve to be a starter. Trey Young does not deserve to be a starter. I don't give a flying fuck if he's averaging 29 points a game. The dude literally gets, I hate to say it, he has the most freedom of any damn player in the league. He plays for the worst team in the damn league. Of course his numbers are going to be inflated fucking mad crazy because he plays for a shit team. He literally has to do everything for that team. Honestly, I would have rather took... I think Jimmy Butler deserves that starting spot over Trey Young. Jimmy Butler has his fucking team as the second seed right now, and he is the best player on that team. Jimmy, I agree with everybody else starting, but not Trey Young and not Kawhi. I don't think it's fair that you're going to start Trey Young over a player that's averaging like he's averaging like 8 points less, but his team has a way 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 better record than this dude. I get it, you know, he's averaging 29 points, 8.6 assists. He 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 deserves to be an all-star, but he does not deserve to be a starter. You guys can come at me all you want. I'm not trying to see this dude starting the All-Star game with this garbage-ass fucking team record over a dude that's putting in crazy-ass work to have his team be the second seed in the East. I'm all for And then another thing, I don't... The Joel Embiid starting is kind of questionable to me, too, because Joel Embiid's injured right now. He's hitting that... Those, he's about to miss, like, about 15, 18 games. So Joel Embiid kind of starting is kind of BS... Uh, I think Pascal has earned the right to be a damn starter. The kid is playing fucking great. Kemba, obviously, we're not going to say... we. What are we going to say about Kemba? We all know Kemba deserves it. Kemba has the Celtics tied for the second seed in the in the East. Uh, so big ups to him because usually he's been a reserve. I think this is the first time he's able to start. And also, I know a lot of people out there have been saying like, oh, there's a lot of all-stars that have come from bad teams. Yes, but I do not want to see this dude start over a dude that has a way better record than his team. And he clearly deserves to be the starter because his team is playing way, way better than this dude's team. And I know it's not Trey's fault that he has a bad team, but come on. I'm not trying to see this dude start over somebody that definitely deserves it more than him. Like, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it. I'm saying... I don't like it because I think it's BS. I think Jimmy should clearly be the starter, not Trey. But whatever, to each their own. They haven't announced the reserves yet. 
Um, I know, like, there's a couple of players that we don't know. Like, a lot of people want Caruso to make it. I don't want fucking Caruso to make it. That's a fucking joke. I do not want Taco Fall to make it. That's a fucking joke. Are you fucking memers, Dina? Stop doing that shit. The NBA All-Star fan vote is a fucking joke. Uh, the fans should not have a 50% say in this shit. The fans literally need to have a 30% say. And then the reporters and all the NBA analysts need to have like a 70% say. This 50% say that the fans have is complete bullshit. Fans, there's a lot of dudes that are fucking idiots that are able to vote. Like, no way in fucking hell I'm going to fucking vote Caruso. Like, you memers and you Laker fans are fucking clowns. Same with you Seeds fans. I love my Seeds, but you guys are fucking clowns. Uh, Taco Fall does not deserve to be an all-star. Get that shit the fuck out of here, him or Caruso. Uh, so paint your face, clowns, for that shit. Like, there's no way that those guys should have more votes than some of, like, than Jason Tatum. Uh, then, <laughs> who else do they have more votes than? They have more votes than, uh, than Russell Westbrook. Like, what? Come on, guys. Let's let's get this shit together. Let's not vote like fucking idiots that we make the whole our, the whole NBA fan base look like a fucking joke because we got fucking Caruso and Taco Fall. Uh, fucking, I think Caruso was like number six in votes and so was Taco Fall for the East. And it's just kind of like, what the fuck are we doing? We're making this uh, a, a fan voting look like a fucking joke by us voting this bullshit. <laughs> it's the fucking truth I'm just gonna keep it real A lot of people have fucking voted And like some clown shoe ass votes Have been going down Um, You know what I'm gonna end the pot here I'm gonna get the fuck out of here man I'm pretty tired I'm sleepy I got home I woke up early I'm, Your boy's beat Um, As always I hope you guys enjoy the pod Um, Like as I always say Thank you for sticking around Hopefully you listen to the whole thing I hope you guys have a great day. Um, yeah. Uh, don't forget to follow on, on Podbean, Apple Podcast, on Spotify. Uh, if you guys want to correct me on anything, go ahead and do it in the comments on Podbean. You know me. I'm always down to talk. I always try to respond to you guys. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Peace. The fuck out.